You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ali Bunker. This week I am joined just by Aiden Bunker, not Matt Bunby. Aiden Bunker, how are you? Just. Just by Aiden. Just, just you. And I imagine you're uh, just fine. Right, you might say. All right, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, listen, it's been a little while since we've done an episode of this uh, PWP shiznit. I feel like we've been um, depriving the PW peeps of our velvety tones. Or both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been a bit lackluster and in our consistency. I say we. Um, Aiden hasn't. Aiden's been ready and winning every single week. Uh, Matt and I have had such scheduling. Uh, conflicts um, and there's the small matter of a Champions League semi-final that happened as well you know that was one day where I was not willing to record yeah that's true so, I wasn't so willing you... to be around anybody at that moment I just couldn't couldn't cope no couldn't cope best and worst day of my life simultaneously <laughs> it turned out pretty good it turned out well but for hours I was the most stressed I think I've ever been <laughs> really yeah. I, I really didn't care like that I just thought we were going to go out anyway so I was just like well whatever if it happens it happens we got this far well I mean if I say for hours for the the last half an hour I think it was more stress than I I think I was in the fat burning zone and my heart rate <laughs> and then the, the, the half an hour after that game I can't even it was just a blur I was shaking for so long I was trying. I was on the phone trying to describe it to Tasha, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, that's, that sounds nice. That sounds fun." I was like, "Fun? <laughs> it's not fucking fun." Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, um, I mean, it's not. It's not a Tottenham podcast. It's a wrestling podcast. We should probably get off the uh, Champions League home, but we are going to Madrid uh, next week. It's Friday, isn't it? To um, Friday morning. Yeah, taking the the festivities around the Champions League final. Start and, a riot. Um, hopefully, celebrate a Tottenham win. Anyway. Right, back onto the football. <laughs> Sorry, back, back onto on, the back onto the wrestling. Um, so, money in a bank was a thing that happened. Um, now, lots of mixed opinions going around on social media and stuff after money in the bank happened. Um, I feel like this pay per view was from well, it had it finished with, I guess, Ali taking the briefcase. Um, that people might have looked at this pay-per-view as probably the best start-to-finish pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, potentially. I think, from what I'm seeing online anyway, this is a classic case of the ending to the show clouding people's judgments yeah. and people saying it's the worst pay-per-view ever, yeah. when in actuality it was really good. It was actually really good. I was so impressed with all of the matches. Um, I thought that uh, Lacey Evans in particular looks really good um, despite tapping out almost instantaneously to the disarmament which I thought was a bit mm. um, I thought the the Bailey moments in both parts of the evening were really well received and well done um, so I thought that was really good the Manny in the back ladder matches themselves were really good and people just got this hang up and I don't understand it I get that you might not have wanted Brock Lesnar back on your screens and I get you might not want him to be holding the briefcase and you might think well there's other people who could benefit from that well guess what I'm sure they will benefit from it <laughs> I don't think like 
Vince McMahon's going to have watched that money in the bank ladder match and gone, oh yeah, you know, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, yeah, none of these guys are ready. Nah, he's yeah, not ready. Fuck them all. Oh, Ricochet, nah, he's, he's not putting enough effort in. Yeah. <laughs> I think Randy Orton needs to earn his stripes a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Um, although Randy Orton didn't take many bumps in the match. He just sort of threw people everywhere. He's, I think he called himself on Twitter, hashtag Randy two bumps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, people, I, I get that people are a bit all over the place with this Brock Lesnar business um, I am I do understand why people would be a bit like it would turn it sour for them but to turn around and say that this was one of the worst pay-per-views ever or it's worst pay-per-view of the year and Brock Lesnar ruined everything that's just wrong it's not not correct in any way this pay-per-view was excellent yeah I thought Seth versus AJ was which was a concern of mine because of what we what we got with AJ and Shinsuke last year where we all thought instant classic definitely going to be a great match and then the three or four matches they had were all just sort of average this match was actually you could tell that they put a lot of time and effort into planning this match yeah and they wanted to do it in a way that you know they would be proud of and i thought wwe allowed them to uh, I, think a lot of I saw maybe it ended a bit abruptly but yeah i saw a few people say it was a bit underwhelming but i really liked it it, I mean, it wasn't a five-star classic I mean, by any means. It was like a, a four-star yeah, four match. I know? don't think that was um, everything that they had to deliver as well. Yeah, exactly. They well, hold something I back. I wouldn't right? be surprised if it was to continue. Um, have like maybe like a three-match series, but uh, yeah, I've, I was perfectly happy with how it turned out. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's get into the the event itself. So there was a pre-show match, which I didn't think would be on the pre-show. If I'm honest. But then I they guess announced it was like a couple of days in advance. I didn't see that. But the, the Usos defeated Daniel Bryan and Rowan in tag team match, which was not for the SmackDown <laughs> tag team championships, apparently, much to our surprise. Yeah. Um, they they won that, and I didn't know, I've not seen any of it. I don't know how they won. No, me neither. Down, but they did. Um, but I'm sure it would have been a really good match. We're really good at this. The, the four people involved. Hmm? We're really good at this. <laughs> uh, so the first match of the night was actually the Women's Money in the Mount Ladder match, and. Um, you and I both predicted Bailey to win this, didn't we? We did. Uh, I can't remember. Matt went with Mandy. Mandy wrote. Um, Mandy. And I was torn between Bailey and Mandy. Um, and you were torn between Bailey and Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah, for a, a solid five to ten minutes, yeah. I went back and forth. Dana Brooke was my like the first one that came to my brain. Tell us why. Why Dana Brooke? Why were you? Why were you semi convinced that she would be winning the money in the bank? Not a match. Um. They, because they, they put her in the match to begin with, and you know how WWE always loves a curveball. Um, Sometimes they do. She would be the least likely of all of these to have won the match, but they'd kind of done a decent job in in uh, making her a bit more relevant and uh, a bit more of a prominent role in the last few months. And supposedly everyone backstage loves her. She's a super super hard worker and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that maybe. Like they start afresh with somebody brand new that we haven't really seen have an opportunity before, and then at the same time I thought mm, she's Dana Brooke, so probably not. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went for Bailey in the end. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, it worked out all right. Um, so I was talking between Bailey and Mandy, and you can imagine, you know, um, after I went with Bailey, my feelings when Sonia was <laughs> hoisting Mandy up to the title on a, to the briefcase unopposed to, towards the end of the match. Um, and I thought it was dead and buried with that one but then Bailey appeared out of nowhere Carmella saved the day Carmella did save the day yes you're right actually 
Uh, but then Bailey capitalised and uh, got the briefcase. So she was the um, Miss Money in the Bank. Actually, no, it was Bailey who appeared out. Anyway. Yeah, it was. Because Mandy was climbing up on her own, and Carmella came back then, out. But yeah, then when Sonya Deville took her out, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was. I've, I actually did an audible yes when Bailey won, and I don't. I, don't I think I think I kind of did that. I did like a fist bump as well, purely because I just wanted to get off to a good start. Yeah, there was that, and also I was really happy for Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> no, I am. I think Bailey's been on this sort of weird transitional period for the last probably year now. Post, yeah. Post WrestleMania, I can't remember what she did. Yeah, the first mention actually. of Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um, Since WrestleMania. Just, I don't know if she's like she's back on speaking terms with the company or whatever. She she's she's, I think she's scheduled to return pretty soon because they did give her some time off. Mm. Um, do you want to know? I don't know if you probably already know this by now, but do you want to know a fun fact about Bailey? I always want to know fun facts about Bailey. She is now the first WWE women's. Grand Slam champion because she's run one the Raw oh, the tag team titles Smackdown uh, the tag team titles and also Money in the Bank yeah I guess I want to include really that count, one but yeah because it is the I suppose the equivalent of the mid card title that is a good fun fact so she's the first one first, first and only first ever the, well, I the only one who's the only one who's anywhere near close is Alexa Bliss Alexa, she well, just needs to win the tag titles and Charlotte well, Charlotte hasn't won Money in the Bank or the tag titles. Oh, okay. So you're concluding. And so, in terms of like who would be next, yeah. it might be Alexa Bliss because Charlotte needs to wait till next year to win Money in the Bank and also needs to win tag titles. Yeah. Sasha needs to win SmackDown and Money in the Bank. And Becky so, needs to win Money in the Bank and tag titles. And the tag titles. Yeah. So there might be a while before anyone joins her in that, that illustrious. Club. That's something that she should be incredibly, incredibly proud of, and I'm sure she is. Um, Bailey's. Bailey's I mean, I say she was in this weird transitional period, but I mean, in that period, she she became the first ever, well, part of the first ever women's tag team champions. Um, obviously, lost it at WrestleMania. She's competed in like Helen in the, um, elimination yeah, chamber matches, she, Royal Rumbles, Royal Rumbles, yeah, and now she is culminated in a Money in the Bank ladder match. She win. won or very nearly won the Battle Royal last year at WrestleMania. She eliminated Sasha. Banks. Oh, and then Naomi just Everyone appeared. She won. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, and yeah, and I feel like they nearly pulled the trigger on the Sasha Bailey feud. But they kind of did and didn't at the same time ages ago. Everyone thought we were getting that, and we didn't. Um, and then the tag team thing happened, and that was great. And then ever since the like, since Sasha's obviously since WrestleMania, Sasha's done a runner. Um, and Bailey's just been tagging with anyone and everyone. Yeah, kind of just hanging around there. But I think since the move to SmackDown, she's really tried to emphasize that she's like striding out on her own and you know trying to make a name for herself now and um yeah i was quite i was very very happy for her i thought this was this is a good place for bailey to be in uh i loved the celebrations after i don't know if that was planned or yeah she was like purposely seeking out bailey yeah fans with bailey signs um i thought the match itself was probably the the best women's oh definitely money in the bank match so far that's sloppy than the rest four like technically that we've had there were still a few kind of little odd moments, and I, I couldn't tell. You get that in, in the men's as well. I couldn't tell if the Mandy and Carmella thing was scripted. Me too, or right? Not. And that was really good because it, it was weird. Because if it was scripted, it didn't make any sense because Carmella hurt her knee, or Mandy hurt her knee, um, and Mandy went wanted to continue the attack, and Carmella just kept being like, "Leave me alone, go away." And Mandy was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, so I think Ember Moon took her out um, after that, but. Um... But that's how you make it look more 
like have almost you, as though it's real, don't you? Have you seen the um, the Twitter exchange between the two of them? No. There's a little interesting um, jab thrown in from Carmella. Um, it was done on, I think, Monday, where she said, da, 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 "I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it." She was having a bit of a back and forth between her and Sonia. Sonia. Where the hell has it gone? It basically said um, to tell Mandy Rose. She told Mandy Rose to go back to NXT and learn how to be safe, which was a bit like. Doesn't sound like the kind of. It looks like she tweets a lot. Yeah. Well, this is from a couple of days ago. So Mandy Rose said, "Wow, I had that. We had that." Sonia Deville hashtag robbed. Mello went robbed or just poorly executed. Um. Then Sonia came back with something, and then uh, when she said to Mandy that you should learn to go back to NXT and learn how to be safe, which, in terms of a kayfabe perspe- perspective, doesn't make sense. No. Like, go back to NXT and learn how to not beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> not to actually genuinely hurt me. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, yeah, she's since deleted it, actually. Like, the, I saw oh. in, the, in, in an article that a couple of people, a couple of superstars have been tweeting some interesting things this weekend and deleting them. Um, yeah, Carmelo was one of them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really closely watch the match they had on SmackDown and this week, but I don't know if she was doing any selling of any injury. No, she said it wasn't when she was running with our truth. The only, the only thing that happened was, um, well, our truth was initially piggybacking her, and the only thing that was right at the start of the match, Mandy was being like, "Oh, is your knee alright?" Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, anyway. I genuinely thought it was real. They, they kind of, they I kind, kind of, of didn't mention real. it a lot, which makes me feel oh, they're, they're not mentioning it because it's not supposed to happen, and it's, you know, it's a bit of a, they're, they're yeah. trying to make stuff up on the fly now. And rather than um, Carmella proper selling it, it was kind of like, yeah, it was, it was just stated, like, wasn't yeah, it? Like, fuck off, like, go yeah. and move on to someone else. And like, if, if if it wasn't, if it was scripted, then the way Carmella reacted to it in the first instance was was really good like it was really realistic um because mandy obviously yeah you say mandy went into sort of carry on and Carmella like she gave her a look which to me said like just fuck off leave move me on. alone yeah. like yeah move on and then mandy came again and then she like shoved her in the chest didn't she she made it it made like a proper thwack on her chest um and then I think she came in again. She like did it again as well. And I thought well, that's. But to be she honest, was, if you were like, if you were genuinely hurt and you were trying to get someone away from you, you would. And that's she, how and you she would wasn't do being it. like, like go away. Like even she was just like, go, she go was away. pissed like, off. Like, like, it was very subtle. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was. I thought that it was confusing for me because I thought, is it real? Is it not? Then I didn't expect her to come back out because I thought it was real, if I'm honest. Um, but she did for mm. a little bit. Maybe maybe she was injured and they said, "Well, oh, you're going to go back out and you're not going to do much, so yeah, you'll be she, right. Yeah, she threw a lot. She did a bit of physicality, but yeah, not a lot. I suppose you just mentioned Alexa Bliss not being in it. Well, yeah, that's, that was a bit of a shame. I mean, obviously it gave Nikki Cross an opportunity, which I think she did well in, to be fair. Um, and I think the crowd were quite keen for her to do well. Yeah, she got a good reaction when her music hit, and whenever she was kind of in a prominent spot, the crowd team behind her. They could have maybe saved the announcement and made it a surprise. I know we say it's about everything WWE do, but why not just let it be a surprise who the entry? Everyone would have assumed it was going to be Nikki Cross anyway. But just you know, when the music hits, then you get a bigger cheer, you know? Yeah, true. Because like, 
with all respect to Nikki Cross, she's not like a big star where anyone's going to tune in to watch Money in the Bank because exactly. she's on it. So you don't need to announce her to get ratings or whatever. So yeah, yeah. But they haven't disclosed what Alexa Bliss's injury is, but the the word is usually when they don't do that, and then it's a. Well, I saw someone. I saw someone posted an article, a news wrestling news company posted an article about Alexa Bliss's career being in jeopardy because of so many concussions and stuff, and then she tweeted she it back responded. and said, "My career's fine, thank you very yeah. much." <laughs> there was one. There was another article that said that she had um, supposedly was a, uh, violently sick after taking a bad bump. Um, and then hasn't wrestled since. When are these supposed bad bumps? You never, I don't, you I never see them. I don't know if they're on house shows, but she didn't wrestle throughout the entirety of the European tour. Yeah. Um, so it must have been before then, but they only waited until a couple of days to that. But they, supposedly they're not too concerned about it, and they just took her out because like it's a lad, it's a money in the bank ladder match. Like, yeah, I get that. It's yeah, more of a precautionary measure, but... Um, and then she didn't technically wrestle on, on Monday as she well. She was in a so. match, but she wasn't in the match. But, but it sounds a thing. She, she'll be back in the ring pretty pretty shortly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Bailey, Bailey was crowned Miss Money in a Bank. And again, as you say, I think it was the best women's, ladder ma- uh, women's Money in a Bank ladder match we've had. Yeah, uh, So, well done, Bailey. Rey Mysterio <laughs> defeated Samoa Joe um, in 1 minute 40. Do you want to know a fun Rey Mysterio fact? <laughs> Do you have a fact for every match? Rey Mysterio has now joined the illustrious Grand Slam Champions title, Club. Yeah, it's the one title he had eluded him. And Even it, though he in no way earned this title. And it had been like eight, seven or eight years? Seven years, I think, since his last WWE Championship. Mm. So, wow. Bit of a gap. Thank you. But yeah, I feel like they... I think they m- maybe ended this early because they were worried about Samojo's face. Yeah, like he got. He, so I think. So it looks uh, like Mysterio he got his nose busted. With his, like his tailbone or whatever when he did this. this well, he you know, basically the, just sat on him. He sat, sat on his face. On his face. He did, didn't he? It looked like what he did to Undertaker. He did the sent on, oh, landed yeah, on his face, happened, but he completely his crushed orbital his orbital bone. bone. Yeah. Um, so it might be slightly different for this one, but I would imagine that's where it happened. And then, like, yeah, it feels like they kind of went, fuck it, let's just, let's just go to the ending. To just in case, yeah, and then and then they did the sort of botched ending with the referee, which they initially didn't call. refer to and didn't show the angle of, and then a few minutes later, I think they went, fuck, it's way too obvious. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even close. It wasn't. I don't understand. And the referee wasn't even like on the wrong side or anything. I don't think. Not really. He said that his, his view was obstructed, but yeah, it was just it was one clearly, of multiple. It was evident. I mean, I mean, I one of multiple I, terrible referees. Yeah, there was night. a few, wasn't there? The, um, yeah, one another one springs to mind. I'll get to in a bit. But, um, in fact, I think it was in the match after this. It was yeah. Um, so yeah, Ray's now the United States champion, even though he never he didn't win the match. Probably. Then it was like, I suppose the plan was always for Ray to win, obviously, because then they did that. Yeah. The the post match beatdown. It's just whether or not it was really meant to be that fast. Are we getting towards Samojo beating shit out of Dominic at some point? <laughs> I thought that was what, kind of what we were going to get then. This is just going to choke him out. Or at least like hold him up or like do something. But And Michael Cole said, like, oh, he's, he's doing it in front of his teenage son. The man's 22. Is he? Yeah. He looks younger. He looks... Like, he doesn't look like Roman Mysterio's son. <laughs> That's true. He looks like Samoa Joe's son. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, he's, he's 22, so... He's a fully grown man who can take an ass kicking. Fair enough. Um, 
Moving on then, and this was a match I was referring to. Shane versus Demiz in a steel cage match. Um, decent match. I thought I thought it was pretty good. To be fair, yeah. Um, all of yeah. the matches have been. Yeah, I'm. I'm say all of them. Two of them. Both of them. <laughs> I think uh, I'm not against this feud continuing. If I'm honest, but it seems like maybe Shane wants to move on from it. <laughs> um, you know, It'd be nice to culminate with a Miz win. Yeah, I figure that has to happen. I'm, I'm assuming SummerSlam, but because yeah. like WrestleMania was a dodgy finish, this cage match was kind of a dodgy finish. I mean, you say it was a dodgy finish. I mean, it was perfectly legit. It was fine in, in terms of like, like it was. He was like, escaping. It was in, in Miz's hand. He, he wasn't, wasn't winning. It, it wasn't was, a definitive victory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought a match decent, standard, still cage match stuff. Really, um, the referee breaking up a pinfall for a, a foot on the road, but I think it was that, wasn't it? Yeah was you know even the commentators had to get involved at that point because they were just like that's too obvious and you know what made it worse about two or three minutes before shane was in uh, like a boston crab and he climbed to the ropes grabbed the ropes and the referee went nope yeah and so we had to call that light and go that way so the referee had already acknowledged yeah. <laughs> that the rope breaks don't don't work in these matches but then decided oh fuck it and then after, Corey had the kind of I don't know if it was Corey. It might have been Michael Cole, actually. He had the kind of, like, maybe it was off the fly. Maybe he was told that. Maybe it was all a big plan. Um, what reason? <laughs> to, to say, yeah, that maybe he's been... Paid off. Paid off. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? But no, I think... Um, they keep referring to Shane as the owner of the company. Do they? Yeah. I don't even remember. They basically... They... Corey especially basically is the owner of the company he can do what he wants and like, maybe he is now maybe, maybe. <laughs> there's no way that he's getting that company before Stephanie does <laughs> um, who apparently according to a, um, a report this week has no um, creative input into the show really? No. Mm. so preoccupied with being the chief branding officer whatever that means that she um, very rarely will even input any ideas into the creative. She just turns up and delivers what she's told. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so Shane Shane won this one by sort of dropping from the top of the, the side his, of the cage. His, his t-shirt came his off. His natural sweat actually <laughs> helped him in this match. <laughs> yeah. um, Survived did, do you think by he, the sweat on his skin. Do you think he came up to finish this match just so he could show off his great abs and his body? I mean, he was in great shape. He is in really good shape. Um, He's in better shape now than I think he than was. Than he was in his yeah. 20s and 30s. Um, maybe. I mean... Yeah, don't blame him. <laughs> I would too. I would too. Um, so we'll see where that one goes, but I, I suspect that one will culminate at SummerSlam in a couple Maybe. months' time. It is a little while away, and they've already had two matches, so... Well, you've got three months. I mean, that's what, like a minimum of another three slash four pay-per-views. Well, yeah. But I mean, obviously the Roman stuff's going to be keeping him busy, you think? Well, that's only in two weeks. Yeah, I'll carry on, won't it? These feuds aren't going away anytime soon. Uh, I think maybe Miz and Drew is a feud they might go with, and then that, they'll, they'll both come back together. You'll probably end up with Drew versus Roman at SummerSlam and with Shane Drew, versus Miz again. Seeing as Drew's the current heater yeah. for Shane. Yeah. Um, moving on then. So, Tony Nice defeated Aria Devari. I thought this match probably should have been on the kickoff. Um, but I know, to be fair to, to them, I thought it was a decent match. Um, yeah, it's nice to throw him in every now and then in the main card. I've seen much of Aria Devari recently. I've seen, obviously, stuff from the Cruiserweight 
classic and some stuff on 205 Live. Um, I didn't understand why he came out in a Mercedes. Because his gimmick is he's rich and he's just... Is that now his new gimmick? Well, it's been his gimmick the whole time. Just, he's, he only cares about the money. Mm. Um, money and the fame. Why is he rich, though? Because he comes from the Davari family, the rich Davari family, the... Uh, the what were they Iran? They're from Iran, so they're probably some rich family in Iran. Uh, and yeah, although I really, really feel like they missed out on the chance for him to come out in a Ferrari, so that it could be called Aria Ferrari. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he came out in Mercedes. Undefeated in 2019 up until this point. Was it? Yeah. All right. Um, I just feel like with this, oh, I didn't actually know that that fact, and that probably. Would make my next point invalid, but I just didn't feel like Davari was a credible threat to the champion. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they they were kind of bigging up the the undefeated thing, um, how he put everyone away with his his lariat thing. Um, yeah, it was it was an alright match. It, it it wouldn't be if I was to have gone like right we're putting the cruiserweights on the main card it, it wouldn't have been that match that I would put to showcase them yeah yeah would but then there are they are I guess a little bit thin on the ground to a five live now aren't they yeah I suppose they're suffering from the kind of thing that NXT occasionally goes through where yeah. you lose your top guys you lose their Cedric and Ali and Buddy Murphy yeah, all exactly. in a couple of months and they were literally like the three top guys yeah. so um yeah, now it's time to to rebuild. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like Tony Nese as a as a champion. I think he's a he's a good performer and he's a, obviously a great athlete. So you never see where it goes. Um, I love the name, the Running Nice. Running Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, just sounds like you're. <laughs> just a, get back here. Get back here, my Running Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, moving on then, the, the, the Raw Women's Championship was defended by Becky Lynch against Lacey Evans. Um, Becky Lynch picking up the win after about nine minutes, uh, tapping out Lacey Evans with the disarmor. I mentioned earlier, Lacey Evans tapped way too quickly. Um, but I guess, you know, you don't want your arm snapped, do you? So, you might as well tap out. Um, decent match, I thought it was really good. Yeah, Lacey Evans had a good showing. I think Lacey Evans is, is probably my, like, standout breakthrough performer of the year so far well if you go back to late november early december time in the archives go back to one of our episodes you will hear me saying do you remember at survivor series when they announced the six new nxt call-ups with heavy machinery lars sullivan yeah uh, lacey evans and all that i said Lacey Evans will be the best and most successful one out of all of them. Did you? I did. Did you really? And she currently has yet to win anything, <laughs> but she's on course. She's looking good. Um, but yeah, I, and to be fair, she should have won this match because another terrible refereeing decision right before the end where Lacey Evans got a wrap, um, rolled her up in a small package. Becky's shoulders were down for about four seconds oh, and right, the ref yeah. was he down. Then he was just like... He just didn't count, really. He looked at it yeah. and went, well, you know, I'm not going to count that no, one. There's no pin going on there. <laughs> oh, she's... <laughs> tra- yeah. And tapped out. So, yeah. Lacey Evans should have won because they even showed it in a replay and Corey counted and he was like, one, two, three, four. Lacey should have won. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Another terrible referee decision. You're right. Um, immediately maybe following... Maybe Becky paid off the ref. <laughs> maybe. Um... Picked up some of that money that Lacey Evans sprayed around. Yeah, it wasn't real money, you know. It had Lacey Evans' face on it. 
Did you see her boots? I know Corey no, mentioned I didn't it, but see it. I couldn't make it out. Just a picture of her punching Becky. <laughs> That's great. Um, immediately following the match, then Charlotte Flair makes her way down to the ring and says that you know this is happening the, now. The quite possibly the biggest smile I've ever seen on anybody's <laughs> yeah, face. I did think that. <laughs> It's like it's not like Becky's just lost and she's laid out now. You're you're coming down while Becky is like at least able to she's walk. She's standing still, you know. Um, so that match happened, and I could just sense I knew it was coming. I, I think we both knew Charlotte was probably end, would end up winning this match. Um, and you know what happened after makes this probably a, a, a more palatable outcome. Um, but just you know. They put so much into Becky Lynch's run to the top. And this is her first title defence at SmackDown Women's title. And she lost it. I get you kind of had to do that to get to where we got to with Bailey, So that's fine. Just a little bit underwhelming, don't you think? A bit of an anticlimax to that whole Becky story. A little bit. But at least it was only one of them that she lost. Mm. But I just thought that they really backed themselves into a corner with this whole stupid winner takes all thing at Mania anyway yeah there's no need for it so the sooner they could have got it was, them I off I guess it's a bit like an albatross around you know Becky's neck yeah it just the, the sooner they could get one of them off her the better for me um, and it was probably better it was not that I want to see I don't want to see Becky Lynch lose but It didn't make sense for Becky to have both, be on both shows and have like separate rivalries at the same time. Um, so at least, yeah, at least this clears things up a little bit. Yeah, it, have Becky on Raw now. Yeah, so now Although she can stay on Raw. She was on SmackDown this week. And the bloody wild card rule. Um, this wild card rule. But yeah, it it was better for I guess for Bailey to to cash in on Charlotte, but. When Bailey came down, I did the same thing. I think I know what you're gonna say. And she she beat up Charlotte, and she was she was doing the whole should I cash in? Should I not? Should I cash? For about two minutes, she was like back and forth. I thought cash in on Becky. Yeah, cash in on Becky. <laughs> of all the people right now, cash yeah, in on yeah. Becky. Get some heat. Not even like it doesn't well, have to be a heel turn. It can just be like the smartest thing for me to do right now is beat up the most injured person in this match. You exactly. pin them. Um, it would show a bit more of a killer instinct to Bailey. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering when when um, when Bailey was getting uh, Becky was getting beaten up, double teamed. I was thinking well, someone's obviously going to come out. Bailey just didn't come to my mind at all. And I was no, thinking I like think it was a bit of a surprise to me. Then I thought, well, yeah, okay, that's. I was thinking like, is is this where Sasha comes back? And and then the crowd were chanting, "We want." I couldn't quite make it out, but I think it was, "We want Bailey." Um, but yeah, Bailey was just not even in my mind at all at that moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the way it went down. Um, and do you want a fun fact? <laughs> Go for it. This match lasted 20 seconds, and it wasn't even the shortest match on the night. <laughs> That's true. No, you're right. Yeah. Good fun fact. Yeah, I'm full of them. Um... So yeah, a really great moment, I think. Um, I think they pulled it off well in the end. Um, it obviously got a better reaction 
Pinion cashing Charlotte, on Charlotte yeah. than it would if it were Becky. But I feel like in the long run, it would have been probably more interesting to do it on on Becky. I think it's just but you don't really let's give Bailey. Charlotte another reign. You don't really want Bailey on Raw. You don't want Bailey on Raw. She's just come back from. She's just come from there. Yeah. And give Charlotte an extra reign and have her lose it. So this is, so this is what I'm seeing a lot of people talk negative about is that this is was clearly just WWE trying to bolster Charlotte's title reigns to make it like Ric Flair's to have her overtaken one day. So now she's on nine. It's like okay, even if that's the case, like. They used it well. It was. It's not like she's still the good, champion. It was a good method of taking the belt off Becky and giving it to Bailey, going from face to face with a heel in the middle. Yeah, a little heel sandwich. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I loved this. I thought Becky. I thought Bailey cashing in was a really great moment. Um, I know cashins genuinely or generally sorry get great reactions anyway. But this one felt like honest and and like people sort of woke up to Bailey then, you know. Yeah, the only um, the only issue I have with it, and it's not even a real issue, but I had the same problem last year. Is I feel like WWE really benefits um, when they have a money in the bank holder throughout the year. Yeah. And so they did it with Alexa last year. Cashes in instantly, and it's like an oh my god moment. But then that means there's no money in the bank. There's no threat of it looming over a whole roster for the whole year. And I was like, all right, at least we get that threat with whoever wins the men's one. Hmm. But now it's not quite the same. So I'm always a little bit let down when we get same night cash-ins, especially back-to-back years. Yeah. Um, So, but, no. See what happens next year. See what happens. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested in a Bailey Championship run. Let's see what happens with that. Um, yeah, I hope they they do a bit better than they did with her Raw Championship oh, run. They dropped the ball with that one. Um, make her not a fucking loser. <laughs> um, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Give them the benefit of doubt. Uh, so yeah, the shortest match of the night. And Roman Reigns defeating Elias. <laughs> I mean, one of these days, Elias is going to have to win a match. Yeah, I was literally thinking this during SmackDown. I can't remember the last match that Elias won. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I no way anticipated that he would be beating Roman Reigns on this pay-per-view, so... Um, no, all three of us predicted Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a... Uh, do you know what was... What was weird? little thing that I noticed when I, when I watched it back. Was that... So, you know, before the match, Roman was walking down the hallway. Yeah. Elias sneaks up from behind. Mm. Takes forever to yeah. hit him in the back, but eventually hits him in the back. Elias then... Proper hit him in the back as well. He hits like him in the back. Really hard. He then dusts himself off, turns back a bit, and then walks out through the side of the stage into the arena. Mm. Where the fuck was Roman Reigns going? Because his match was next, and he was walking <laughs> the complete opposite way from Gorilla. Yeah, maybe you've forgotten something. <laughs> <laughs> he was walking kind of towards, like, around the back of the... He had, like, a hoodie, or maybe you forgot his vest. Well, he's carrying his vest, his, his uh, bulletproof vest thing over the shoulder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he was going around the back of the the, the fans and the side of the camera faces. I was like, where the fuck was he going? Was he going to... Was he planning on making a shield entrance? Like, maybe, I don't know. It was just... It was really, I, I didn't think of it at first, and then when I, I kind of rewatched it back, I was like... Where the fuck was he going? 
Um, so as soon as that the guitar smash happened and Elias came out and started playing the song with an electric all, guitar with an electric guitar which was really good um, I think we all knew what was happening from that point onwards yeah I, I thought that when he would go back up the ramp um, like when he's about halfway up Roman Reigns comes out of nowhere and not out of nowhere out of the stage and does like a, a rampway spear kind of like he did to like Rusev and like Big Show and stuff back in the day and then that would be that yeah. I don't think we'd actually get a match, have a match. Oh, okay. um, but we got a match lasted 10 seconds um, so again another terrible refereeing decision really I mean this goes back to the Bailey Charlotte thing as well because Charlotte was Charlotte in no way was down saying on the floor. that she was ready to start the match you know which usually is the like they make that like a big moment usually, don't they? Where they get like a full stricken, stricken champion to like pull themselves face. back up and then say that they're ready to go before the referee will ring the bell. And same for this. Like Elias was in no way conscious enough to be like, well, Kate was conscious, but it wasn't mobile enough to like have to start the match. And do you know what I think, especially with the Money in the Bank one, what was the most surprising thing about that was that finally after 14 years of money in the bank cash-ins, um, Mike Kyoto finally understood the rules. So I don't know if you remember, because basically... Every <laughs> single time they Basically, it Bailey had it to him, and he was like, yeah, all right. But when Carmella cashed in, for about a minute and a half, he was like... He had the briefing, he was like... <laughs> What's you, this you, do? you want to cash in? And she's like, cash in, I'm cashing in. And he was like... Uh, turns out... Are you sure you want to get, like, what's going on? And it literally was about a minimum of a minute, I yeah. think. It was ridiculous. So I think he's finally got it. Finally got it. But then forgot to ask Charlotte if she's ready. He was just like, oh, yeah, let's go. I finally got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, terrible referee decisions, number three and four, I think, throughout the evening. Maybe five and six. Five, uh, four and five. Four and five. Um, next up, then. So, great match. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles clean. For the well in the Universal Championship match, after about twenty minutes, longest match in the night. Yep, um, and you know, a really good match. Yeah, I was looking forward good. to it. I, I thought really it might nicely. go on maybe after the SmackDown one. Um, yeah, I, I thought so too. But I, I, can I thought I Kofi and Kevin would go probably like fifth or sixth. Yeah, uh, I was quite surprised in the order of the card they, they put on that they went yeah back to back championship, then the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, but you know, I, I guess maybe if, if the women didn't go back to back, then there would have been stuff in the middle. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it seemed to work. I thought, I thought it worked quite well, actually. I mean, in terms of like, it kind of makes sense. Like, these are the two most important championships, really. Yeah. Um, but we were so we, we weren't burnt out prior to Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. So that was important. Um, so yeah, I thought the match was really good. Uh, I don't, as you say, I don't think it's the last we'll see of this. Maybe it is for the time being, but. You know, I think these two have got a little bit more to offer together, um, and yeah, I, I think it did. It, it was a great first title, well, proper first title defense for Seth Rollins, coming off of WrestleMania to sort of solidify him because AJ Styles is a really credible threat to a championship, regardless of who he's against, isn't he? So uh, it just solidifies Seth as you know that top dog for the time being. Yeah, and to win clean. Yeah, exactly. He won clean. It wasn't like a roll up or anything. After just one curb stomp as well, didn't get kicked out of. Um, You you know, back a few months ago, when AJ announced that he'd signed a new contract. Yeah, and got a new puppy. 
you know, he got a new big ball he'd been bribed with a yeah. um he's now come out and said that this contract will be his last of his career has he yeah he said that like it's he's 41 it's a proper family friendly environment he can bring his family to the shows without worrying about them and stuff and this is where he needs to be right now and it's the last one of his career so I, think, I, think a, I think it's three years oh, yeah. um, so we've got another just over two and a half years left of AJ two and a half more phenomenal years mm. so the only thing left that he's got to do that he hasn't done yet is win the Universal Championship so maybe we'll have a two and a half year build for him winning the Universal Championship and then leap, re- vacating it and retiring maybe and that Universal Championship is cursed. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, followed up then by Kofi versus Kevin Owens. Kofi beating KO. This is a bit of a weird ending. Why did he rip Kofi's shoes off? Maybe he just didn't like them. <laughs> well, I didn't like them. He were bright red, but like, why? I don't understand it. Yeah, he didn't get any foot-based off it, offense in after. He didn't quite like stamp on his feet. Well, it finished immediately after, didn't it? He just got travelled in paradise, I think it was. Pretty much. And yeah, and then lost. Yeah, it's a little bit strange, but again, clean finish. Um, yeah, not too much to say on that one, really. I thought the match was decent. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect like a, a classic match on this, but I thought it was it was good. Um, I like the co- I like the character Kofi's portraying. I mean, it as a sort of I'm going to do it on my own because you know you could easily obviously have New Day down by the ring with him and. Yeah, and I saw someone on Twitter earlier saying that they, um, Kofi Kingston hasn't been a good WWE champion, but I actually have really enjoyed um, him as champion so far and the work that he's been doing. Uh, how, like, like we said after he won, or it might have been maybe before he won, that if he was to win, which he did, that um, he didn't have to then instantly become serious. Mm. Um he can still have a bit of a bit of a laugh, still be a New Day member. Yeah. They didn't have to now just be boring. Yeah. Um, which we saw this week where they're having a bit of fun, but when he can turn it on and be serious, he can turn it on. Um, the only thing I haven't fully enjoyed is it now feels like Xavier and Big E are shit. It now feels like they're a bit of a burden on him yeah. because they just keep getting beaten up all the time. Mm. It's like... Well, they're, they're, they're a liability. Aren't yeah, they? like we've forgot. It's like we've forgotten that they're really good wrestlers themselves. It's been more Xavier, obviously, because Biggie's been out. But like Xavier keeps getting attacked and has very little offense himself. Like he came out and he attacked Kevin Owens from behind. Kevin Owens gave him one super kick and he was out for the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you don't necessarily always have to diminish the other two in order to make Kofi look great. But, yeah, I. Perfectly happy with how it's going so far, and I'm yeah. glad they didn't just take it off him in the first opportunity. Well, and they easily could have done. That they could have just been like, "Okay, we gave you." What he's you even want. had a couple tired defenses actually. Yeah, he's had a few. Um, and, and to be fair, generally they've all been good matches. So, and this is a fun fact. I'm sure you'll enjoy this one. Kofi Kingston has had more matches on Raw in 2019. Than Dana Brooke, despite not being. I've always had as many matches on Raw as Dana Brooke. Despite not being a full time Raw member since 2017. So there's four, and I think Dana's had three. I I had a look the other day. Just that that specifically, or? (laughs) Well, I had a look when Kofi had the one a few weeks ago. That was his third match 
of in, in Raw in 2019. Uh, no, that was his fourth. So I think this is his fifth match that he had this week on Raw. That's his fifth match on Raw in 2019. And Dana's had three or four. Mm. Dana put it for you at the end of the day. Lovely as she is. She's not highly regarded, I don't <laughs> think, as a credible challenger to anybody on Raw. Um, Playtime is over. <laughs> yes. The um, men's money in the back ladder match, where most of the controversy lies for people... Um, people who like to moan about things that aren't how they want them to be. Um, great match, I thought. Really, really good match. Lots of it was. It felt a little bit rushed. And when I saw that it was, you know, we were on the entrances and we had twenty minutes of the show left. Um, I thought, ooh, that's not a long time for these many people to get all their offense in. But you could tell, right, straight from the beginning, everyone like get your shit done. <laughs> Randy Orton with his the spots with throwing people on the table. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet just taking bump after bump after bump. Finn Balor Finn taking Balor bump, taking like bump, bump specifically on ladders. Yeah. That yeah. sunset flip power bomb was, was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. With Finn going miles in the air. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> and how do you brace yourself for the firstly the first one? How do you, you know to fall off a 20 foot ladder? And then the second one, <laughs> you're probably not really expecting. No, there may be not a plan for that. <laughs> yeah. For the landing on the ladder after already landing on the ladder. <laughs> you went so high. Um, and I, I tweeted, tweeted this out when I was watching. For as, as much of a twat that he is, I thought throughout most of the night, Michael Cole was on top form. Specifically, the Seth Rollins and AJ Styles match. So he made, he, I think he helped really make it feel like a big fight feel. Um, and it it kind of might have been a little bit annoying at times, but I thought he did quite well in this in this match as well, at getting over how like painful and dangerous some of the moves were. I didn't like it. I'm honest. I didn't necessarily like a lot of the way that he went around it, just kind of being like, "What the hell is wrong with these guys?" Yeah. But at the same time, when a big move would happen, kind of really getting over how much that would hurt. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. I just felt like he 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 was he was quite. Kind of, I think he got really excited. Yeah, I get that. I just think it came across as though like he was he didn't really understand the concept of this whole thing. Like you're yeah, supposed yeah, to try yeah. and win, right? Um, these guys so, are killing themselves, yeah. but at the same time killing the others so that they Which can is climb stupid up. Because clearly he understands the concept. <laughs> He's been there for so fucking long. Um, but let's get to the main talking point then, the white elephant, if you will. I know that's not a particularly nice thing to call him, but <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Um, obviously, so we, we had Braun, we had <laughs> we had Braun Strowman scheduled for this match prior to the Raw that happened in London. Um, in London, <laughs> and a nice little friends reference for it, and. Um, and then obviously that that transitioned into Sammy, and, and at some point during the night, Sammy was attacked backstage and strung up. Um, and for some I reason, how they pulled that off? <laughs> they literally like just as the camera came around the corner, like it, it, there would be someone kind of holding him up, and then just as he came around the corner, they just let him hang because he's not going to just be hanging yeah. there for yeah. like a minute. <laughs> um, so he was taken to a local medical facility. I like that they at least did something different with Triple H being like, get the, cam- get the camera out of here, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then he literally pushes him over like he fell on the floor. Um, but yeah, I kind of like that. Bit of a shame for Sammy. A bit of a shame for Sammy, right? Poor old Sammy. Sammy keeps getting hurt and injured seriously and then just appearing the next like fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, he was not in a good mood on Raw, got beaten on by Braun and lost on Raw. And then turned off on SmackDown. Just dancing. <laughs> um, the, 
they were like, oh, it's, it's obviously Braun. Well, earlier in the night when Sammy was like, Triple H, you've got to protect me. Mm. Um, and he was like, he was right, Braun's banned from the building, he's not even here. And then, it, like, ten minutes later, they show Braun and he's there. And there's no mention from the commentators that he's been banned. Michael Cole immediately is just like, oh, Braun's on the lookout for Sammy. <laughs> not just like, Braun's broken the rules that he's been instructed by his boss and he's probably going to get fined. And or suspended. Yeah, I feel like Michael Cole would. His normal approach to that sort of situation would be, "What's Braun doing here? He's suspended. Get him out of here." Because he doesn't seem to care for faces and heels anymore. He just wants things to be done the right way. He couldn't care less this week. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, okay. So Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank ladder match, despite not being entered in it. <laughs> <laughs> me yawning at the prospect of him being the money in the bank briefcase <laughs> holder um, no I, I don't mind it I, I feel pure shock factor it was great I mean yeah if they were going to bring anybody out for the shock then no bigger shock than him well I didn't expect Brock Lesnar no I don't think anyone in the world pr- would have predicted Brock Lesnar showing up that night um, I was... to be honest I kind of forgot yeah they didn't have that eighth man in it after all the, the crazy bumps. And I guess that's what they were looking for. Take and people's attention off the fact that there's only seven people in this match. And I, I liked that of of all people, it just adds to the story, that of all people who had his hands on the briefcase when it hit, it was Ali. Because mm, he, he's like, in that match, probably like yeah, the, the purest underdog baby face. Yeah. Um, everybody was laid out. Mm. He was He had it in his hands. He's had his opportunities taken away from him before with the injuries, um, and this is finally his chance. And he did he did a little subtle thing, which not a lot of people are picking up on because people are going, "Oh my god, he's so stupid! Why didn't he just unhook it? He had all that time." But when um, so he has his hand on the briefcase, the music hits, and he freezes obviously because that's what wrestlers do with people's music yeah. hits. But what music? Um, but he does this thing where he he loses his grip on the briefcase but he does it in a way so the briefcase swings hmm. it's not just there so he can re-grab it he's swinging so when Brock gets in the ring he's trying to grab the thing but he's swinging out of his grasp yeah. I thought that was just a nice subtle touch it didn't make him look so stupid yeah, yeah. where he could have just he had it in his hands the entire time yeah. he he let it slip in a way that he then couldn't grab it in time but like he wasn't just standing there with his hands waiting for Brock to push him off yeah um, so yeah I thought that was that was a nice little touch but maybe the the camera didn't quite pick it up when it first slipped, but by the time you got into the ring, you could see it swinging. So. Yeah, okay. I, I need to go back. I haven't watched it back, if I'm honest, but that's, yeah, it seems like a little cool little moment. I think I agree with you. I think the fact that, you know, Ali was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber match and, and he got injured and had that taken away from him, and we know how that snowballed with Kofi. Um, it feels like this could be a story they, they use or play on where he keeps getting his opportunities snatched away from him. Um this is. I think feel like this was an instance. Well, Ali is a he's a he's a cruiser former cruiserweight, so he's a smaller competitor, um, and obviously not a massive huge star. So I feel like he was the best option for this to happen to. It just felt like it was like him just getting bullied by someone bigger. Yeah, a little bit, and but at the same the, time, that's 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 what happens. True, yeah, and that's the story that they can use. Like he's he's not a big wrestler. Um, and he's had opportunities that just keep getting taken away from him for whatever reason. And there's going to be a time 
he's just gonna when he when getting... he snaps. Yeah, exactly. So he's gonna oh one he's gonna stand up to these bullies, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite looking forward to that 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 sort of moment if it happens. It should, whatever it will, I don't know. Um, and if the you... part of me feels like this whole Brock Lesnar being briefcase holder is, is really good because we know what happens to the fans and even like at times the roster have expressed frustration at how things happen when Brock Lesnar is champion. Um, maybe like you get to a stage where Brock Lesnar is about to cash in and not, like the whole roster stops him or something, like costs him the match or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you'd hope. People like Ali would be integral to that sort of thing. Like, you cost me my opportunity, now I'm costing you yours. I mean, you wouldn't want to put Ali versus Brock Lesnar in a match because <laughs> it just could be like a Zach Gowan repeat. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we've seen Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor and stuff recently, and they were really competitive, hard-fought matches. I just don't think WWE would do that with Ali at the moment. Ali put out a good tweet after the match. Did I? And said that... Um, um, Brock Lesnar running in to cost me the match more wrestling than he's done in all year. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton responded and was just like, um, like, huh, you're a smart ass. Hashtag, I approve. <laughs> Randy Orton's really funny on Twitter. He's he one of my favourites. suddenly just suddenly turned the corner, isn't he? He um, just doesn't give a shit anymore. But if, if you haven't, which I assume you haven't, but I recommend you do watch the Chronicle on no, Ali. Yeah. It, it chronicles him from the night they announced that he's in the match. It's only a short one, about three weeks, if that. The night that he's in the match to the final, the, the SmackDown in London. Hmm. Um, it's really interesting hearing him talk about like like how depressed he was when he got injured, but then also hearing him talk about like his time as a cop. Um, yeah. They show him with his family. He talks about um, being a wrestler during Ramadan, um, that, like the fasting. Like they show him fasting and all that. Um, they end up um, he he ends up doing like a, a meeting Seamus for a midnight workout after so after he can start eating again mm. um, for Seamus's YouTube channel uh, which I've recently subscribed to and it's actually quite good um, uh, yeah it's just really interesting um, talking about like, like him uh, educating other members of the roster on it um because I think really the only other um, Muslim wrestler in the roster is Sami Zayn. Maybe Davari. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, like a lot of the guys don't know this. You show him like talking to Kofi Kingston about it. Um, and there's also, he, he tells a he tells a story about um, how he, back in like his indie days, um, gave in to the pressures of being the foreign bad guy. And how like it, how one night it will kind of change for him, and so it's just really interesting stuff. And so it's about forty minutes or so. So if you get some spare time, I'd recommend checking it out. I get very little spare time currently. Well, I'm just talking to the wider <laughs> our masses of listeners. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So what we okay? So obviously we spoke about the shot factor of Brock not winning the the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, did it did it look to you like he was scared of heights? Yeah, a little bit because it wobbled as he got on the ladder. Because like it was, it was a bit like Whoa. when he moved the ladder, but before he could before he started climbing up the ladder, he kind of looked up and was kind of like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't look comfortable up there. He didn't look that way. At all. He also managed to, I think, probably legitimately injure two cameramen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely dumped the ladder. And 
There was only a very brief shot after the match, but when they were lying around on the outside, Ali's mouth was busted. It was busted. Busted over him. It would have been when he hit the rope. That's not Brock's fault, really. Though, that's, that's not Brock's fault at all. Um, Brock's but yeah, in that very small, limited amount of time, he managed to <laughs> hurt two cameramen and bust <laughs> Ali's lip. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I guess he just doesn't give a shit, does he? But, um, and did you hear him shout um, in a proper kind of like farmer slash cowboy accent when he, after, when he was celebrating with the thing? Um, he just shouted to the crowd. He was like, I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. There's a little bit more um, personality you've been shown by him in the last couple of days. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. I just don't get what he's. This whole boombox thing with the briefcase he was doing on Raw. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. That was a bit strange. Michael Cole, when he came out on Raw, Michael Cole being like, it's been many a year since I've seen Brock Lesnar smile like this. I was like, he was literally smiling like this last night. What are you on about? So, what what are your thoughts on Brock Lesnar being the the briefcase holder? Uh, How long do you see it going? How do you see it ending? Are we heading to another title reign for Brock, maybe? I mean, it's something different to what we've had before with it being someone of his calibre and someone like Paul Heyman behind him. Um, And I like the story that they told on Raw. Um, Brock's the kind of guy where he doesn't necessarily have to sneaky cash in. He can legit call his shot from two or three weeks out, says I'm challenging you at the next pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, I hope he doesn't because it's a kind of a waste. But he can, like what Braun initially said he was going to do, and it didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's just Brock Lesnar, man. I'm just over it. <laughs> him and him in the title scene doesn't interest me. Hasn't yeah. done it for years now. I think uh, I'm only- fine with him being around. Just fuck off in the title scene. The main positive I can take from this is just that. I mean, especially if he's going to lose. Is he going to lose his cash in? Exactly. If he loses his cash in, it's it's like a it's a big moment. The only way it would work if he loses the cash in is if they do kind of what you suggested, where they have like a, a mutiny against him, yeah. a revolt in the roster. Um, but I can't see that happening. No, I shame. Unfortunately, I don't think I can either. But I'd love to see that happen. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't mind it. I think people have gone overboard on the negativity with this. Um, if you looked at the other candidates, I think an argument could be made for Drew to win that match. But they're all doing fine without it. Yeah. I mean, they all had a good showing. Yeah. I can't think of anyone who walked away from that match and I thought, like... I was pointless them being there or they don't look good because I, even though Randy Orton probably did the least in terms of quantity it was all good what he did yeah, he and just having the ha- and just having the, the smart kind of I'm rolling outside if you're coming to me I'm going to pick you up and dump you on the table yeah. um, Baron Corbin did alright he had a massive fucking choke slam on Ali through the yeah. table to the point where I thought Ali was going to slip out of his hands and end up on the roof Um <laughs> Ricochet was fun, flying, flip flopping, and flying. Uh, went through the through the ladder. ladder I wonder yeah. who how they decide who goes like. Do they do rock paper scissors? <laughs> who goes through the ladder? Um, well, both him and Finn ended up through a ladder, didn't they? So. Him and Finn through a ladder. Finn, Finn go through a ladder. Did he, didn't, he didn't break no, the, the sunset it. flip yeah. one. It didn't break. Um, I was really worried about that when Andrade set it up because. 
he set it up. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't straight. It wasn't level on the ropes. Yeah, it was yeah. very diagonal, and at the same time, that's why it, it bounced so hard. It was also um, the edge that was la- that was resting against the ladder rung. It was, it was only close, just yeah. on to the point where I thought if the ladder moves slightly, that thing's going to fall, and then it's just going to it's going to look shit. Someone's yeah, going to have to yeah. pick it up and put it back. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was kind of worried about that bit, but it turned out amazing. And yeah, Andrade looked good. Drew McIntyre was dominant. Um, Finn couldn't stop landing on ladders, <laughs> and yeah, Ali had like a bit of a bit of a coming out party. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was good. Um, and I'm not I, one I personally. Of I think probably the best, as far as I can remember, the best Money in the Bank ladder match, maybe ever. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. I really enjoyed it. Some of the earlier ones, I think, at WrestleMania. I don't know. They they all have like a spot or two that everyone remembers but I think in terms of overall like just from start to finish enjoyment and like action this one's definitely up there for me yeah it certainly was it wasn't bad they don't have bad men's money in the bank ladder matches do they if I'm honest there was every now and then it'd be a little bit underwhelming Um, underwhelming maybe but never bad it depends on the kind of guys you've got they had that one year where they had like everyone who was in it was a former Money in the Bank winner but they're all the kind of guys who and they're not they're not not the flies and the wristy yeah Um, you always need a couple of those guys I think Ali, Ricochet Andrade specifically and then even Finn really uh, what elevated the match um, so that was Money in a Bank I personally thought it was a really really good show uh, I would give it a 8 out of 10 yeah 7.5 10, uh, 7.5 8 around that ballpark agreed agreed we'll get Matt's opinion on it hopefully one day <laughs> it was probably shit because Kevin Owens didn't win <laughs> give him more credit than that I'm sure Kevin Owens will win it one day. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so I don't really want. I don't really want to get into Raw and SmackDown. I thought Raw was uh, what we all get into. Actually, it's a big part from Raw is the 24/7 championship. New championship announced by Mick Foley. Uh, a lot of rumors going around about what this was going to be when they announced that Foley was going to be bringing out a new title on Raw. Uh, some people thought it was a, a hardcore title, which we, I think, you guys had a discussion about in the WhatsApp group. Just wouldn't work in this day and age uh, you might as well call it the chair shot to the back title <laughs> yeah um, a lot of people thought it was going to be like a legends title uh, which would coincide with The Undertaker versus Goldberg at the Super Showdown that just didn't really make much sense um, but Mick Foley did mention that so that even, even there might even oh, yeah, be a returning legend uh, and then the 24-7 one so that was the, the, the one it ended up being um, I I go back and forth with myself, I think, on this one. Um, I used to love the concept of it when it was tied into being the Hardcore Championship. And I get that the Hardcore title just wouldn't work in this day and age, as we mentioned. Um, I think it has way more positives than it does negatives, this. The massive positive being that it gives a lot of guys something to do on TV. And I think... It, and it's, it's, so it's, you get this constant thread for the show. There's no reason 
why it can't essentially be a hardcore championship match because falls count anywhere. You're rules, backstage, right? yeah. like there's, yeah, there's you're not going to disqualify someone for hitting someone with a trash can. No. Um, so it is effectively the hardcore title. It's yeah. just not every match necessarily has to be a hardcore match. Yeah. Um, but I think that the best thing that's going to come out of this and has been the case in the opening well, 48 hours roughly by now um, is the social media stuff. R-Truth R- and Drake Maverick specifically non-stop since Raw finished throughout the, the week so far have just been constant like Drake Maverick's been on a manhunt for R-Truth R-Truth's been he's escaped to the woods um, <laughs> there's been constant like I think it's it gives obviously the lower card guys stuff to do, not only on TV, but yeah. like, like I'd I'd like to be sitting around at, like lying in bed, and then my phone goes off or something like from the network, and it says um, Drake Maverick's found our truth, and he challenged him in the airport. Watch now, and you open it up, and there's just like. A video cam footage of him having a fight in the airport. <laughs> yeah. Something, something like that, um, or something on Twitter, like because it supposedly can change hands anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I like the premise, and I think it gives um, so our truth and Drake Maverick specifically. Although our truth's been calling it the European title, <laughs> yeah. um, those two specifically have, have been very vocal on um, social media with this whole twenty four seven thing. So I think it's a good chance for these for guys like them to showcase what they can do or how creative they can be which might then help them get a bigger shot on tv mm. um so yeah i can only really see positives coming from it. the title belt itself is awful it's terrible so it's like they, they it's like they had a legends title <laughs> and then when they're like we'll just do this one but <laughs> yeah. they had three hours till the show started <laughs> yeah. yeah um so just put mocked it up on some copper um but yeah i think the the like you said it's definitely got more positives than negatives i think yeah I and feel, i mean the, I the crowd like, I booed like... foley i felt bad for foley yeah i like the premise behind it as well so he, did you see that he blames himself but yeah i saw over. His... i was like no it's not your fault i thought he responded to elijah burke because yeah. elijah burke was like why were they booing him yeah. and he was like i feel like i really dropped the ball on the promo <laughs> i was like do shut up mick <laughs> no you didn't you could never drop the ball um yeah, but I like I like the premise behind the promo of like we need to make raw raw again. Yeah. It just adds a bit of excitement, gives people things to do. It's just intriguing. Yeah, and I like it. It did kind of infer from that that it was only going to be defended on raw. But... Well, yeah, the way he did, he said it was, and 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 he said third hour of raw, and I was like, well, that's not twenty four seven then. Mm, but yeah. it, they kind of they put up a post on the um, website of like all the things you need to know about the new championship. Mm. Um, and it's just been good. I like our truths thing of, well, I've had it 24 hours and I've only got seven left. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's funny stuff. R-Truth. Uh, I think our truth might be a candidate for like biggest rebirth of a character over the last year. <laughs> yeah, he used to be on my... I absolutely hated our truth Yeah, of my life. I will turn the TV off yeah. when I hear his music. But now it's like, he's... he's won me around this year he's a very funny man yeah he's a success story put it that way Um, fun fact (laughs) for fuck's sake Titus O'Neill first ever 24-7 channel oh yeah I know that R-Truth longest reigning (laughs) champion Um, and supposedly a couple of the women like Paige asked is this 
Does that's include a woman, yeah. And Naomi responded saying, yeah. Well, don't she don't make the fucking rules. She would know. <laughs> but they didn't specify only men. She, he said the whole roster. So, and he said NXT, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK. UK yeah. And even a maybe a returning legend. Um, I mean, if Undertaker win it, who the fuck's getting off him? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I like it. I like it. I think I think it can go places. I do wonder about the longevity yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily seeing it last too long. Yeah. Um, I feel like it might. It could maybe get a bit boring. Not, not. But I feel like for the first few weeks we'll probably see a lot of hot potato in, and then there'll be a while where it actually settles in. Someone might have a few weeks or a month. Yeah. Um, kind of long reign. Um, and we'll go from there. It'll, it'll just be interesting to see how they go about these changes and I hope that there is stuff that happens on Twitter and maybe on their YouTube channel and stuff and it's not just all like oh my god look at these guys backstage on Raw it's so fun to watch <laughs> yeah I would agree with that um, so yeah I didn't really want to talk about Raw and Smackdown in a great deal because and there wasn't a, you know, a huge amount that happened and you barely watched Smackdown and I barely watched Smackdown I, to be honest I haven't watched I have or have I I haven't seen the end of Raw. End of Raw. In, oh, Kofi and Seth versus... Yeah, versus Baron Corbin Baron and, and Drew. Bobby Lashley. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So I'm Kofi. assuming Kofi and Seth won. Kofi beats Bashley. 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 And then, actually... Um, uh, Lesnar comes out. Circles the ring, teases a cash in, and then fucks off. Yeah. I kind of, that's how I pretty much expect it to happen, if I'm honest. Pretty predictable. Um, so, yeah, I don't really want to go into too much detail about that. Um, you mentioned to me earlier when we were sort of having a quick chat about what we could discuss, you maybe you wanted to talk about some AEW stuff? Yeah, I mean, I don't really necessarily have too much to say. It's just the double or nothings this weekend. Well, exactly. So, we're coming up on double or nothing, and, and I feel like maybe I've being kind of semi-intentionally, semi-not-intentionally uh, living under a rock with a lot of Double or Nothing stuff um, because I just haven't really taken any notice or tried to find anything more out about it. Um, yeah, I've definitely fallen off the bandwagon a bit. Not intentionally, just I haven't had as much time as I had before hmm. where I was just keeping on up to date with everything on being the elite and... Um, uh, road to double or nothing on Cody's channel. I've tried to, but in the last few like month and a half, I've gone the boil way behind. Uh, so it's so it's this weekend, and I guess some of the bigger news is it appears that Pack versus Hangman Page is off. Well, it's cancelled. It's confirmed. Why? So the rumor is, is another visa problem. The rumor is that um, there's creative differences in that. Um, I don't think Pac wants to lose. Um, he hasn't lost any matches since his India return. Mm. I think it's something to do with him being the Dragon Gate champion um, because he's still their champion at the moment. And in all of his matches he's had, he's either won them all or he's had, he's had three time limit draws with guys like Osprey and uh, I think Pentagon. Um so he hasn't lost any matches. Mm. Um, and I don't know too much about it, but he was at an indie show this week where I don't know if he just had a match. I think he just had a match. He did one, obviously. Uh, and he basically called out Angman Page 
who answered the challenge and they had a, a match right there and then um, who just happened to be at that indie show <laughs> uh, yeah they had the match uh, Pack loses by I keep wanting to call him Neville Pack loses by DQ DQ by basically low blowing or kicking the ref um, he, he he shoved the ref away or something uh, Adam Page hits the hangman lariat pins him as he's pinning in the referee calls for the DQ um, and that's basically, and as uh, as as he's about to get hit by the lariat, Pac just gives him the middle fingers. <laughs> but then at the end, he says something like, um, uh, "Like like tell your mates, and I'm not, I won't be in Vegas or something like that." Um, and yeah, it's been cancelled, which is a massive massive blow for them. <laughs> and then Page tweeted out something like, "He put up the match graphic with cancelled written on it. It was like it's a good job they didn't put a giant picture of my face on the side of the fucking MGM Grand." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, that's. I mean, this is you know, it's a bit of a weird one. It's a, it's a strange one. Um, oh, they've but, released it on YouTube now, and it's technically AEW's first official match. Yeah, I guess it is. Um, and it was meant to be for the World Championship. Was it? Yeah, that was what their match was for. for oh, I thought it was just a, like sort of. I don't think they had a championship yet. No, it'd be whoever wins that would be crowned the champion. Have they got a belt yet? I don't think they've revealed it. Yeah, revealed it. I imagine they would reveal it. So yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> Make it Jericho Omega, maybe? Well, they've got that. They've got a big battle royal coming up. It's a twenty-one man battle royal, and the winner of that match gets a future AEW World Championship match versus the winner of Omega Jericho, which is the main event. Okay, so that's what they're doing now. So there's, yeah, that's what they've changed. So there's team. effectively two number one contenders matches: one being the battle royal, and then one yeah, being one Omega being Jericho. Why don't make Omega Jericho for the title? Don't know. Yeah, I guess they don't want Omega or Jericho being the champion. Um, yeah, I mean it's a big blow. But again, this is what I'm trying to get to: is this is the sort of shit that happens to wrestling companies, and everything feels like it's gone right for AEW up to this point, and this is a bit of a roadblock. Yeah, people are saying it, it's a work. Um, it seems a bit odd, if it is, especially to do it days before their inaugural show. Yeah. I would, like, this is a big show. It has to go right, really. Like, obviously, they've got a few shows. They've got the TV show announced on TNT and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But it really does have to go well. Yeah. So, ideally, you'd want to match what, what would be a great match between those two. You want to match of that calibre on the card. Yes, you do. I mean, it would have been a great match, to be fair. Um, right, speaking of double and nothing, then, when is it? Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night, England time. Um, early hours. Early hours. And how can people watch it? They can watch it on Fight TV. Mm-hmm. They can order it over here, and you can order it on ITV. ITV box, box office, office which is apparently a thing. <laughs> only 15, 15, 15 pounds, quid. I think, whereas in America it's going for 50 to 60 dollars. <laughs> which is ridiculous. And people are getting pissed about that. Yeah. They're like, you can literally watch six WWE pay-per-views for this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people are all over it. You've got um, StarCast 2 going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, or starting today, I think. No, it's not Thursday. Starting Thursday. There's stuff all over Fight TV. Um, got the Ric Flair's had to pull out for yeah, health um, reasons, and the Undertaker and Kurt Angle have been pulled because I think Vince thinks it's an AEW thing where it's just they're technically two it's separate an entities. Thing, isn't it? Um, so yeah, a bit of a shame for those guys, but yeah. Um, 
See what happens on Saturday. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll probably end up watching it. Yeah, I'll watch it. It will be on that website. <laughs> so, unfortunately, if you're listening, Young Bucks, I'm not paying. <laughs> yeah. Probably Sorry, good show I might pay Sorry definite PWPs, Young Bucks, but you will not be paying. I already pay for one wrestling service a month. If you make it really good, I might maybe pay for two. I'm beginning to think maybe I don't need to pay for the WWE Network anymore. Yeah, partially, but it's always just nice to have that as a safeguard. Um, well, especially the reason I, I didn't actually mention it, the reason I haven't watched the end of Raw is because I can't get it to fucking work. Like, because I have to watch it in so many little bits because I'm work, watching it at work, and particularly this week I've been very busy. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been able to make it work properly. So. You should just do what I do and just live on your own. <laughs> Then you can watch whatever you want. Fair enough. So you're advocating <laughs> me buying my own house, or yeah, I mean, you don't have to don't have to break up with Frankie. You can just live independent lives. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, um, we do live independent lives though. Half of the time. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got some we've got some decent. Just a decent looking car. There's a lot of guys on there. I don't know anything about. Mainly because um, there's a good few um, of the the Chinese wrestlers, yeah. the um, Oriental Wrestling ex- something like Experience, something like that. I can't remember. It's OWE. Um, but you've got Sol Cowell on there, Sol Cowell Uncensored. You've got Omega and Jericho. You've got Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. Cody versus Dustin, which the promos going into that have been amazing. Don't get why this match is happening. It's. Uh, Dustin wanted to A, prove that he can still do it, but also um, feels like Cody's become a bit of a silver spoon jackass. So he wants to kind of put him back in his place as the old brother. Um, got the Battle Royal. A lot of people you want to know. Billy Gunn's in there. Uh, MGF in there is probably one of the favourites to win, I guess. Yeah. Um, Joey Janela's making his return. Finally. Um, Jimmy Havoc. Michael Nakazawa. Uh, Jungle Boy's back. I'm looking forward to seeing Jimmy Havoc actually in AEW. Got See Sunny, how far they let him go. Sunny Kiss, um, who's gay and op- very openly gay in camp, which you don't see him wrestling very often. Um, yeah, Glacier is it? He's a very he's he's a good friend of Cody and his family. Really. Um, so they asked if he wanted the to be Glacier. Yeah, the Glacier. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Cody asked if um, he wanted to be in the Battle Royal. Um, yeah, Sean Spears was announced today. All right. Um, it was actually quite a cool video because um, he, he, Ty Dillinger slash Sean Spears used to be, um, I don't really know what you call him. He used to work at a casino and do the tables and stuff. Uh, yeah, croupier. But, yeah, that's the word. Um, uh, so he's good with cards and stuff, and he used to have that as like a very early gimmick in NXT, or tried it as a gimmick in NXT. Um, yeah, the video is him being basically a croupier at a table. And he's like lays out the cards, and he picks one up, and he basically just um, says to the camera, "Is like uh, some something like um, when it's double or nothing. Sometimes you just have to bet on yourself, and then picks up a card, and it's the ten of diamonds. Um, it's quite just. It was like twenty thirty second video. That's to pick his entrance number, isn't it? For the well, I guess it's just because he was the perfect ten. Yeah, but I think that's what they were doing, wasn't it? They were picking their their numbers. Don't know. Although. They don't go up past ten, so that wouldn't make it. It's, it's just a battle royal. It's not a, it's oh, not a royal not, rumble kind oh, of thing. Okay. It's just everyone, everyone's in there. Once I assume that's what it was at uh, All In. Mm. 
Uh, and then you've got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, which should be mental for the AAA World Tag Team Championships. So not necessarily AEW Tag Team Championships. Um, Pre-show, you've got Kip Sabin and Sammy Guevara. Sammy's pretty good. Uh, and it's, as is Kip, but I've never really watched him. And Kip Sabian. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we, we saw, we him, saw him at um, uh, Unit 9. And then we've got Best Friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta versus Angelico and... Oh, Angelico, I think is how you pronounce it. And Jack Angelico. Evans. And then uh, Aja Kong. I never get the name right. Yuki Sakazaki and Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami, whose names I just butchered. <laughs> yeah. That's all of the all of the matches we've got lined up. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of guys I don't necessarily know anything about. Um I haven't quite kept us up to date with the kind of independent and AEW scene in the last couple of months as I had last year. But should be fun. Supposedly Jericho um has his best entrance ever. Really? Yeah, because he, he is, his podcast this week is just him. Um and it's him. Talking about AEW and the lead up to Double or Nothing and all the kind of stories going in, um, he says that Cody's come up with an idea for his entrance, which is just like the best entrance he would have ever had. Because he's saying how in WWE he always had cool entrance, he had cool pyro, and he had more pyro than anyone else basically, but he never had like a big event entrance. I had WrestleManias and stuff, he was usually the heel, or he was never just quite the yeah, top top had, guy going in, so he usually just had his generic entrance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he said he's he's really looking forward to actually thinks it's gonna blow everyone's minds. And he's got a new have you, do you know he's got a new finisher? No. The Judas effect. Judas effect. What does that mean? It's a spinning back elbow basically. Which a really? lot of people are kinda of disappointed with. Um but he said he's gonna introduce it at AEW because he's he's been um doing a load shitload of MMA training. Um to get in the best shape of his career. And um yeah, he's introduced this new spinning back elbow called the Judas Effect. And he said he's not necessarily replacing any finishers. Codebreaker, Lion's Salt, um, all the Jericho, all that. Yeah, he's yeah. just getting a new one. Different finisher. So, Fair enough. Yeah, we'll, that'll be good to see. Yeah. Um, that was really everything I wanted to, to go through. Unless there was something you wanted to add? Um, not really, just hope that um, double or nothing goes well um, and it's been a good week of WWE I think I think it's yeah the money in, money in the bank was a really good pay-per-view I thought Raw was Raw, Raw and Smackdown I, I don't know I thought Raw and Smackdown were both pretty decent actually yeah I thought Smackdown well, I didn't see Smackdown in its proper glory but Ali and Andrade had a good match on that Smackdown was, that match I watched in its entirety and I thought that was really good <laughs> Ali put a tweet out after and said winner gets their first name back <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Andrade is not really his first name. Hasn't lost his first name, I mean. Well, true. Um, but yeah, still funny. Uh, you pointed out this week that obviously it, see, Twitter seems to be a big thing for superstars at the minute, uh, from WWE especially. Um, you've noticed, obviously, Biggie. Biggie's been all over the place. antics have been just all over the place. But Charlotte getting involved in the um, people slagging her off and just embracing, just embracing the hate. It. Um, which has been quite cool. Her, her and Andrade being very open about their relationship on Twitter as well. Yeah, um, I think it's easier for them now that they're both heels as well. Yeah, and Seth and Becky as well officially 
now out in the open, which Paul Heyman referenced on Raw, which I thought was quite good. I like to imagine the, um, they pretty much only did that because um, it was going to get revealed in the 24 with Becky anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, thought they might as well that. announce it, yeah. Oh, they might as well announce it now. Yeah. Get out of the way. Um, but yeah, good to see that everyone's happy. Everyone's having a good time. Big Biggie wants to Shank bone Becky's mum. Which to say referenced on SmackDown. Imagine what he wants to do to Alexis. That is a good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is very, very weird. I'm going to miss Biggie on on having so much time on Twitter. He'll still be funny on there, but you just won't have quite as so much time. This was a bit. Few, this is a big. That's maybe why they brought him back so early. Yeah, just to stop him from <laughs> making save him from himself. Um, but Biggie came back. Biggie came back to SmackDown this week. Obviously, not in a in competitive capacity. Um, He's not clear to wrestle, but he was clear to sniff. Is that clear? Sniff, yeah. That's what Xavier said when he asked if he could sniff under Kofi's arm. He hugged, he hugged Xavier and sniffed him and said, "Oh, he's also good. I've missed the smell." Oh, right, yeah. And then asked Kofi if I could smell you, and he was like, "You'll be all right." And he was like, "Underarm." <laughs> I didn't see that bit. I must have skipped that bit. And Xavier was like, "Kofi, he's he's not clear to wrestle, but he's clear to sniff. Let him sniff. <laughs> he's got it." Um. Yeah, it just felt like because obviously they, a lot of rumors are going around that he won't be returning to action until like twenty twenty one, at the earliest, uh, which was just ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was just him having a laugh, and then yeah. he came back like a couple of days later and was like, "Actually, it's I feel like more like twenty twenty three." And then Billy Graham posted a, a weird status. I'm not going to miss his I'm ass. I'm not going to miss his ass. <laughs> Biggie's Biggie's Twitter game is is excellent. I think he's... Un- unrivaled right now. Bray Wyatt's quite good. We didn't mention actually Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. So we, we didn't mention... I guess we should quickly talk about... I want, I want to make this a quick he's been He's been a, a staple of our shows lately. Um, the reveal of the big secret that he'd been keeping. Yowie um, wowie. It's, I, I mean, I like, I, I like the concept of this. I think the execution is good as well. Um, I just feel like maybe it's... It could have gone on a little bit longer. Could have built for something. Maybe a little bit. It would be interesting to see where it goes next because we didn't. We didn't. We didn't see really him. get a proper fun, uh, fly, Firefly Funhouse. No, we week. didn't. We didn't see him this week. We saw just clips of kids. They really distorted and, promo, yeah. which was cool. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I would kind of like it if next week he just comes out as if nothing happened. Yeah, that's kind of what um, I'm hoping for as well. Uh, or if maybe like um, quick uh, edit flashes of him in the mask or whatever but yeah. um, it just carry out as a largely normal Firefly Funhouse episode yeah as normal as they can be yeah um, congrats on the new baby as well thanks <laughs> Bray Wyatt oh okay I was going to say I didn't have one but okay <laughs> well no not so fun fact about this childbirth um, was it traumatic according to Jojo's mum Jojo nearly died really she um uh, like hemorrhaging all over the place mm. um, and the doctors really struggled to stop it um, maybe that's why we did get a firefly she said, this week. she said that they uh, she could feel her life slipping away but she they managed to stop it and then it all got sorted mm. and now she just they had the baby and everything's alright oh very glad so yeah good for them Any other, not what, so fun fact what have they called it Nash is it boy or girl boy boy 
Um, cool. Nash with a K. So, yeah. K-N. <laughs> um, as in... Connection. And actually, this this week, I think it, I don't know if it was I think it was on Money in the Bank after they uh, that uh, this week's promo we got uh, our first Yowie Wowie chant. Chant. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yowie Wowie. Which I now want to replace. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I, I want anything to replace. This is awesome at this point. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, good to see. Good to see. Uh, very interested in the Bray Wyatt character still. I hope it I hope it develops further before we get some sort of return. Matt, desp- Matt tried to spoil things for you for Money in the Bank, didn't he, by um, putting in some fake spoilers in there? Yeah, I don't know why. I just didn't, I didn't believe him mm. at any point. He did text me and just be like, by the way, I've not ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just screwing with him. Yeah, because uh, I was assuming that you also hadn't seen yeah, it, I at least up to that point. that point. So I thought, he wouldn't be that much of a dick. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Um, oh, I didn't get my thing in. Oh yeah, no. I had I had a a thing <laughs> I wanted to use this week, and um, it was supposed to happen in the very beginning of the episode, and I just didn't do it. So, do you want to do it and we edit it in? <laughs> no, it's fine. I just wanted to play off the uh, Paul Heyman um, anticipation. <laughs> I hated that patient line. I hated it. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that this, this episode had been highly anticipated. <laughs> you should have started the show with anticipate and then right at the very end of the episode <laughs> finished it off. Yeah. Screwed that one up. Anyway, well, it's, I'm a bit rusty, you see. I've not done it for a while. Yeah. So, um, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP. Um, I'm not going to give out our personal Twitters anymore because we just don't really do wrestling nah. stuff on our personal ones, do we? No point. Um, but yeah, if you want to find us on Twitter individually, you'll find us. With you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. If it's meant to be, you know. Um, so yeah, please do check out our our page. Um, I thought you say Patreon there. <laughs> it's worth noting that Aiden and I drew with the predictions money in the bank. Yep, but the most important thing is that Matt lost. <laughs> Why is that the most important thing? Because just, I don't know, just is. It's seven, seven. Like saying we drew nothing special, mm. but Matt lost heavily. Mm. It wasn't even close. And what I will say about this money about pay per view is it felt like a long time since the last pay per view. Yeah, that's which what is I the thought. First time well. this has happened in, in like a year. <laughs> yeah, because it's been six weeks now. Six weeks. We used to one every like three oh, weeks. We went to the last one. Yeah, exactly. And that feels like a long time ago. We went to WrestleMania and we're going to watch Spurs in the Champions League final in the same year. Yep. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I better win the lottery this year. <laughs> um, right. As I say, thank you for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, etc., etc. Um, have a great week. Enjoy Double or Nothing if you're going to watch it. And, and yeah, we will see you next week, I imagine. Will we? Probably. Probably. I would have thought so. We'll be back from Madrid by then. Well, we wouldn't have gone to Madrid by then. No, we won't have done, will we? Oh, yeah, we're not going on Friday. I'll just have to have get our episode uploaded very quickly. Before we go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you next week. 